We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app i I love the lyrics hold on to your memories and they will hold on to you and i will hold on to you that's taylor swift singing to travis kelsey i assume I don't know. I have to figure out when she wrote that song. No, this is rep. This is from the Reputations era, which yeah. was way before she met Travis Kelsey. So she was singing it to somebody else. Yeah, one of the other. But see, I, you know, I, I love asking um, artists, and sometimes when I, I talk to a rocker or, or, or somebody, I'll of, often ask them, like, okay, you're in concert tonight, or this was weekend, or whatever. What song are you going to sing that that means more to you this concert than it did last concert nice. tour? Yeah. And I'm thinking that there've got to be songs that that have the same lyrics that that because of what's going on in some, in in a performer's life, this song today means more to them than it did before. And in the case of Taylor Swift, I'm I'm sure she's going to be thinking about Travis Kelsey when she sings this song. Uh, she's probably thinking about Travis Kelsey when she sings uh, "Lover." Um, or well, we assume, or or cardigan, or or one of the other like real yeah. lovey dovey songs. Yeah, I you know I don't know. I mean, are they are they a real couple or are they a publicity couple? I I don't I don't know. I've always thought they were a publicity couple. I don't but know, man. I don't know. I, look, here's, I don't think, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but I don't know that Travis Kelsey is ultimately the the intellectual soulmate for Taylor Swift. <sighs> You may be right, but you know, not not everybody has to be compatible in that way. You know, if Travis Kelsey is loyal to her and he makes her laugh and he's, you know, got the same sort of, you know, moral code as as she does, maybe it's okay if he's not the brightest crayon in the box. Right, you know? and I don't mean he's not smart, of course. but 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 Taylor Swift is like really really brilliant. Pretty e- damn smart. Even even uh, Travis talks about that. Yeah, he's cause it kind of talks about how he's kind of intimidated by her because uh, she's uh, she's so smart. Um, and you're right, and 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 sometimes um, sometimes opposites attract, and sometimes I mean you've got if you've got two A-type personalities together, sometimes they're not going to work in a relationship. Yeah, I think we've all seen that. Yeah, and and so sometimes you know maybe somebody needs to be a little different, and 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 that's okay. Well, I think that she probably really likes Travis, and Travis really likes her because she's dated like the guy that she dated before this was a nobody. No, I can't even remember his name right now. And I'm, I'm starting, you know, I'm starting my own sort of Taylor Swift fandom journey, which some people think it's dumb, but let let people enjoy things. What? Uh, Ian was a uh, Ian was infected with uh, Taylor Swiftitis when just, he saw the movie, I just, The Heiress Tour. After I saw that movie, I just couldn't stop thinking about Taylor Swift and learning about Taylor Swift. Now, she's dated guys in the past that weren't famous. 
Yeah, so, she's also dated some famous. She so has that, dated some famous but that people. That also to be kind sure. of goes along with the idea that uh, you know you want somebody different from you. Now, now he, Travis uh, is uh, famous in in a lot of ways in many worlds, but not quite like her. And then if if he's on a on if he's if he has a different type of intellect than than she does, then then maybe that uh, works well for them. Because again, sometimes people can be too much alike, and that uh, t- you know, it's like two. Uh, it's like uh, the the like poles of a magnet. You know, they're gonna rebel. I'm getting kind of uh, blown up with some text messages here. Here's uh, oh, <laughs> this is James on the North Shore. He says they had a report on Inside Edition that Travis Kelsey has already asked for Taylor Swift's father. Wait a minute. That's not right. If I say that out of order, it's going to sound really weird. Travis Kelsey already asked Taylor's father for her hand in marriage. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if Inside Edition is the only place that's reporting that. You'd think that would have been like headline news If Inside Edition says it, you know it's true. Oh, man. And then here's a text that says, Scoot and his conspiracy Swift theory. (laughs) Their parents hang out. Her dad bought his Kansas house. Scoot needs to accept it. Well, no, I would be happy to accept that. I was just given my honest ob- observation uh, about that in the beginning. And then, you know, I mean, Travis Kelsey, I mean, I guess there's always a possibility of a trade. I mean, I don't think there's any trade talks. But, I mean, when you're in the NFL, you never know where you're going to be the next year. So, yeah. you know. Um, He's getting a little long in the tooth, too, isn't he? You know, he? I, like I guess. But, but, I mean, would you retire in Kansas City? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, no, no disrespect you know, to Kansas City. Unless you like, uh, no. tra- unless you like trains and cattle, you know, I don't know if you'd want to settle there. I like, I like trains. Um, here, look, let me just give you this last one before I forget, uh, and then we'll move on. This text says, "I nominate Ann Kirkpatrick for Person of the Year." During 2023, there was much discussion over the exodus of NOPD officers, them leaving because of cronyism and the crime explosion. Who knew? That Mayor Cantrell would appoint the new superintendent and a miracle happened. She appointed the most qualified person to the job. We are already seeing a turnaround at NOPD and crime is down. And Kirkpatrick represents much needed change at the top administrative levels. And I hope for improvement. That is a very, very good point. And, you know, I've alluded to that fact up to this point that uh, and, and I give Mayor Cantrell credit for this. You know, she she could have um, she could have done the uh, nepotism thing and and just uh, kept going with the way things were, uh, but she I, I think she made uh, the right decision and it was a decision that kind of surprised me because it doesn't seem congruent with her method of operation in the past. So if Mayor Cantrell maybe is changing a little bit and kind of noticing that things. Uh, could be better and that maybe somebody from the outside could do a better job that is a good thing so i give mayor Cantrell credit for that i give ann kirkpatrick credit and we will accept her as a as a as a nominee all right so there's controversy about uh about kwanzaa and uh, one of our listeners mark uh sent me another email and he's a history buff and um i i found some of this information on on my own but I, I've been getting some some comments because we have been recognizing celebrating kwanzaa on this show and Kwanzaa is an African, African-American celebration. It starts the day after Christmas. And a lot of people, and I, I, this, you know, this might be, um, this might be uh, dominant on uh, right-wing social media because a lot of people are coming forward with this information about the founder of Kwanzaa. And it is true. The founder of Kwanzaa is not a reputable person. I mean, he's, he, he's got a malicious side. So we'll get to that in just a moment. What I have focused on in looking at Kwanzaa is the seven principles of Kwanzaa. And seven candles, a candle is lit each day, 
to celebrate that principle. The first principle is unity, and that is defined as to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Now, some people interpreted that as meaning, does that mean that all African Americans need to stick together against whites and everybody else? And I guess some people could interpret it that way. I didn't interpret it that way, and I I guess it's up to interpretation. But I think it means just, you know, standing up for for who you are and and being, being united against evil forces against you. That's the way I interpret that. Uh, The second principle, which was uh, celebrated yesterday, is self-determination. And that is defined as to define ourselves, to name ourselves, and create ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Instead of having other people speak for you, speak for yourself. I I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with that. And my original point in, in talking about Kwanzaa was not that everybody celebrates it, but there are things that we can learn from other cultures that would benefit us. And I just don't think there's anything wrong with these, uh, these basic uh, principles. Today is day three, collective work and responsibility. That is defined as to build and maintain our community together and to make our community's problems our problems and to solve them together. And to me, that means, you know, you're not always looking for somebody else to solve your problems. You're not looking to the government to solve your problems. You're looking at yourselves. You're looking in the mirror and you're going to find a way to solve your own problems. And I think this is really um, of of great importance to African-American communities here in New Orleans and across the country. Now, let's get to the founder of, of Kwanzaa. His name is Milana Ron Karenga. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, He was a hardcore radical. He was an activist back in the 1960s. In fact, he was actually um, rivaling the Black Panther movement for supremacy for the black cause. Kwanzaa was um, invented in uh, 1966, so it's a relatively new thing. And there are some people who speculate that this was, was, was created as a way to just kind of counter the white man celebration of of Christmas. Well, as we know, a lot of people celebrate Christmas, and it's not just a a white man celebration. And I think it's really cool that we see a lot of black Santas around because, you know, we're all sleeping. None of us have ever seen, you know, Santa. So we don't know. Anyway, there are aspects of this founder that are malicious and maybe even hateful. And I understand that. But, you know, I can't help but think that, you know, I don't think people think about that today when they think about Kwanzaa. I think Kwanzaa has been kind of modernized and and people accept it for the principles that it, it represents or they should. And I think back on the founding of our country. Think about the negative things about the founders of our country. Think about what Things like Tom, think, think about some of the things that Thomas Jefferson did. Think about some of the, 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 the malicious uh, behavior of some of the people who founded this country. Think about when we first came to America, when Europeans first came to America. Uh, so, you know, there was a very violent, in some ways, hateful part of the founding of America. Do we hold that against America today? No. Do we read that? Do we read the evil doings of our founding fathers? Do we read that into the, 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 the Constitution or the Bill of Rights? No. We accept it for what it represents today. And in the same way, I think it's okay to accept Kwanzaa for what it represents today. 
Hey, tell Danny, yeah, ask Danny to come in here for just a second. You know, somebody earlier uh, said that they have, uh, they, they've done uh, Danny Miller and Ernie Kane who uh, lead our tech and uh, engineering department and uh, recommended them to be nominated for Persons of the Year. And uh, Danny is joining us in, in the studio here. Danny, uh, good afternoon. Hey, what's up, Scott? Hey, listen, you know, I just wanted to take a moment, first of all, for people to hear your voice, because there are people like you behind the scenes that keep this show and this station on the air. And I, I've, I've worked with you before at other stations, Ernie as well, and you guys did a great job then, and you have done a phenomenal job taking over a uh, I've just uh, um, an S show here at the, the, the station with all the technical things that needed to be done. And I just want the audience to know that, you know, we've got great people working behind the scenes uh, and thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. That's uh, so nice of you to say. Uh, but uh, it's easy working with guys like you. Y'all are so personable and and uh, just just chill, easy to work with. Well, I appreciate that. Here. I figured you were going to come on and, uh, you know, complain about how we're always breaking stuff. Well, there's, there's that. That's uh, job security, you know. <laughs> the fact that we I, I break pay, things. I pay Ian to break things. So, yeah. You don't have to pay me. I break yeah. stuff on my own. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. It's uh, really cool for you guys to... Uh, to mention us but you know you should be mentioned because you do a great job and and also our, our sales department and the uh, account executives that are you know on the street and talking to our clients and our sponsors and working out all of that i mean there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes diane newman our operations director brand manager and kevin cassidy a sales manager and uh, i'm sorry uh, market manager and um, robbie bowen and uh, jeff booker uh, sales managers uh, you know they've done a phenomenal job with the station and it's uh, it's really it's um yeah, it's, it's uh, great to, to work here it's really an honor to work with all all of these people i mean the best in the business the best in the market the best in the city it's just uh it's really cool to work with everybody here all right. well thank you for all you do sure. and and by the way daddy is, is bringing in uh, new batteries. do we have any do we have d batteries back this thing takes this my megaphone takes uh bullhorn takes d batteries i mean that's the size of a tesla battery you know how long it's been since i've seen four d batteries like you could you could power oh these are god these are huge i feel like i could lift weights with these things yeah, I mean, they, there are. I can't believe that a modern. I, I can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe that a modern device carries D batteries. I yeah, mean, you think that that would have been, you know, long gone. It should be like USB rechargeable would be would be more familiar really? to us now. Okay, hey, so. good luck trying to con- figure out the configuration there because it took me a, a day to figure it out before the thing actually worked. Well, he is the engineer. Well, he is. He's the director of technology. It won't he might have the long. inside track That's right. for you. All right, if you want to join us with a comment this <laughs> afternoon, if you want to nominate anybody for the SOTA Person of the Year, which we will announce tomorrow, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. It's 504-260-1870. And we are getting ready to welcome in 2024. All right. So what's the deal with requiring stores to have a gender neutral toy section? I'm Scoot. We will be back with that on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I mean, do you even make New Year's resolutions? You know, we're going to talk about that uh, when we get into the, uh, the first of uh, 2024. We're not going to bother with that this week. We've got too much to, to take care of now. But we'll talk about that at the beginning of the, of the new year. Do you make New Year's resolutions? And why is it so difficult to keep those, those resolutions? You know, we make promises to ourselves and we can't keep our promises. And yet we get mad at politicians because they can't keep their promises to us. We can't even keep promises to ourselves. Look, the first thing is don't make a resolution, you know, just ridiculously hard. Like, like you're going to lose, uh, you know, 50 pounds in the first uh, two weeks of, of, of the new year. Make it reasonable. Make it something that you can actually do. And I think the, the bigger question is, is going to be, ha- has anybody actually made a New Year's resolution and kept it all year? Because the New Year's resolution is supposed to, uh, it's supposed to be a change in your life something that you're going to resolve to do or or not do in the new year and it's supposed to be something that you should uh, want to uh, be part of a of a life change by the way i want to thank uh, danny miller because he uh, came in here and got the the d batteries in the in the megaphone so we've got the uh, we got the megaphone working all right uh, a lot of new laws go into effect in louisiana on january the first and we'll be talking about that if not today then uh, when the uh, new year actually begins so um Knowing that she's likely going to lose in 2024, I mean, why would Lauren Boebert lose? I mean, because she got groped. She voluntarily allowed the man she was with to grope her while she was at a musical, while she was at a play in public. I mean, he's grabbing her boobs. He's grabbing her crotch area. Um, That's just one of many things. But Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert doesn't think she's going to win in 2024. So she's moving out of Colorado's third district, but she's hoping to go back to Washington uh, for a different seat. Boebert barely won re-election last year in Western Colorado's third district, and the move allows her to avoid a likely rematch against a Democrat who's far outraised her. It also follows an embarrassing moment of groping and vaping with a date in a Denver theater that shook even loyal supporters. In a Facebook video, Boebert says she's entering what's become a crowded Republican primary for retiring Congressman Ken Buckseat, the fourth district in the more conservative eastern part of the state. In the video, she claimed dark money was being directed at the third district race to destroy her personally, suggesting she was making the move to protect the Republican majority in the House. I'm Ben Thomas. You know, I don't know if uh, anybody from the outside is destroying uh, Lauren Boebert. I think she's uh, kind of destroying herself. Also on the, uh, the calendar, uh, an interesting thing happened on this day, December 28th, 1945. All right, so... The war uh, came to an end, World War II came to an end in 1945. Um, it started for us in 1941 when Pearl Harbor was, uh, was bombed, and we ended up fighting two wars, 
one in the Pacific and, and one in Europe, and just an, an amazing um, an amazing thing that is 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 all brought to life at the World War II Museum. But 78 years ago today, Congress officially recognized the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a shame that that has become controversial over the years, but some people have tried to turn that into a controversy. And I, I've mentioned this before. Um, I grew up as a, as a kid in school. I grew up wondering who was Richard Stans. Richard Stans. I mean, his name is mentioned in the Pledge of Allegiance, and we're going through history books, and I never saw Richard Stans ever mentioned in any of the, the history books. It's because that's what I thought they were saying. And to the Republic... For Richard Stans, instead of for which it stands, and to the Republic for which it stands, I thought they were saying Richard Stans, and again, I never could find the guy in in history. Let's go to Hammond Irvin. You're on WWL. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Scoot. Uh, I've been wondering about this, and I picked this up off the Shreveport Times. Uh, of course, on ten, twelve, twenty nineteen, the collapse of the Hard Rock. Uh, building three three men were killed. They they were died, and uh, I'm looking at an article. The grand jury refused to process criminal charges, and this was on ten six twenty three about two months ago. The four year window now has closed to pursue, pursue cro- gross negligence on a criminal basis, and I just think this is a mis you know miscarriage of justice that. These three men have died, you know, and nobody is going to be prosecuted as far as uh, gross negligence on a criminal basis. Yeah, and I wasn't in I wasn't in the courtroom, but it sure seems like there was enough information about neglect. And when 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 somebody neglects something and it leads to injury or death, I think the person who um, knowingly neglected something, uh, I think that they should be held accountable. Yeah, I just think it's a miscarriage of justice. I'm sure civilly there's going to be money, you know, that's going to change hands. You know, there's going to be lawsuits and whatnot about a family and whatnot. But I just wanted you and the the public to know that the four-year window has closed for any type of uh, prosecution because this grand jury kind of shut it down on uh, October 6th, right before the four-year anniversary. So it looks like whoever was responsible is going to get have a get out of jail free card on well it. you know nobody should uh, should get that in our society but uh, sometimes people do Irvin, i'm glad you brought that to to our attention uh, glad you called all right so there's um, a california republican who is bashing a new state law in california that would require stores to have a gender neutral toy section former california state senator melissa melendez says this is beyond absurd She said, I was really stunned because the author of the bill doesn't even have any children, so he has no idea what it's like to go to the store scrambling to find that toy for your child's birthday or Christmas and then rush home to make dinner and take care of the family. And she was uh, a guest on Fox and Friends earlier today. The policy does not actually outlaw gender toy sections, but it does require stores with more than 500 employees to provide a gender-neutral section for children aged 12 and under. Failure to comply January 1st, 
2024. So this is a bill that's apparently passed. This um, could lead to stores being fined 250 to $500, depending on the number of violations. Well, I mean, if you're a store with over 500 employees, 250 to $500 is really not much money. So, you know, I might even take my chances. There are a lot of gender-neutral toys out there. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, okay, so, okay, think about this. Gender-neutral. Gender, gender toys that would be for boys and girls or... or Okay, what about what about the Transformers? Transformers. I mean, what section would that go in? Is that for trans people? I mean, if you think about it, the transition, the, they transition from, you know, a person into a, a machine or a car or a tank or a plane or something. But, you know, this is when I think it goes a little too far. There are, there have always been gender-neutral toys. I, I mean, if you can think of one, just send me a text or call the show. The Open Heart Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. What are the general neutral toys? I mean, there are a lot of girls that want to play with boys' toys. And I guess there's some boys that want to play with girls' toys. But, but I guess my point is, you know, girls like to shoot guns. And so a girl might want to, you know, have a gun as a toy. So aren't there gender-neutral toys out there already? I mean, does a store need to have a gender-neutral toy section? I don't think so. I think this is taking it a little too far. This is not a slam of the trans community or the LGBTQ community. It's not a slam of anybody. It's just common sense. It's like, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be necessary. And again, a fine of $250 to $500 for a, a, a retail outlet that has over 500 employees, I mean, that's like 25 cents to them. So I think this is an example of, um, you know, this is sometimes wokeness does go wild, and this is definitely an example of wokeness gone wild. Let's go to Ian Hoke with a couple of your text messages. Here's a text message that says, when you talk about gender-neutral toys, that's a response to California. See, they'll find toy stores who do not have gender-neutral toys or gender-neutral aisle. Just so you know, that's why they do certain things. It's in response to a crazy policy or a law from another state. What is a gender-neutral toy anyway, if you really think about it? What does that even mean? With that being said, they have both a boy and a girl aisle, and an aisle for both. Doesn't that... Uh, uh-oh. You know what? Yeah, they get cut off. Well, <clears throat> I'm done. I, well, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. And that, I mean, I. what is a gender-neutral toy? Um Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I see now this text continues. It says they have a boy and a girl aisle and an aisle for both. Doesn't that say that there are only two genders? This is definitely government overreach for something that's not even a real thing. Well, and again, there's, uh, you know, there's stuff there for 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 trans people, for for trans children. There, there's stuff there for the, if, if, if a trans child, if a child is trans and if they want to seek out a certain toy, well, they can find it. I mean, there's no embarrassment to going to the girl aisle or the boy aisle and just find the toy you want to find. I just don't, I, I, I don't know what toys would be classified as gender neutral because it really depends on what the kid wants. I, I think there's, there's fewer people in this conversation besides me who's more sympathetic to trans children and teenagers. But I, I think you're right. Like if you have to go pick out the toy that you want and it's among a bunch of other toys that are 
specifically collected and put on the shelf to appeal to young boys or young girls, that's that's the least challenging thing about your transgenderism experience that you're going to go through. Well, you that's know? exactly right. I mean, it's not like trans children are discriminated against because they can't find toys. Right. Um, you know, the toys are there. I mean, whatever toys they want, let them go get the toys. Uh, here's a text that says gender neutral toys have been around for decades. The Ken doll is about as gender neutral as one can get. <laughs> Texter goes on to say it's easy to comply with a gender neutral toy mandate. Just fill a section with musical instruments and chess boards. Yeah. OK. I guess. I mean, I, I, I but but the, there are but musical instruments and toy and, and chess uh, chess sets are among the toys available anyway. So you don't need a gender neutral section. Yeah, I'm thinking now about like musical instruments too. Like there even is some sort of gender issues around musical instruments. Like when I was in band in middle school, like it was pretty difficult for a, a boy to feel comfortable like in the flute section. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And there weren't that many girl trombone players. I'm not saying that there shouldn't have been or that that was right, but that's just kind of the way kids sort themselves out naturally, I guess. I, I, I know. I, you know, and, and, and it might be, it would be more unusual, like especially a long time ago, it would be more unusual to see a girl percussionist. Yes. Than a male percussionist. That's not sexist. That's just the way it, that's just the way it's been. Yeah. I mean, we should move away from that. You know, young yeah. boys and girls should feel free to pick up whatever instrument they want, which is why I played both flute and trombone. Okay, nice. Here's a text from Sal that says, uh, Scoot, as someone whose family arrived here from Sicily in the early 1900s, I'm getting pretty tired of people expecting me to feel guilty about the Civil War just because I'm a white American. Hell, Sicilians worked side by side with freed blacks, and they had their own discrimination to deal with. And whites worked side by side with blacks. Check out the Underground Railroad. If whites... If white Americans had not helped black slaves and had not fought for slavery to end, then who knows how long it might have gone on. I, it would have eventually ended. But my point is, is that the Civil War was not just blacks against whites, because there were a lot of whites fighting on behalf of, of blacks that, that uh, totally understood that this was, uh, it was an injustice. All right, you got another one? Um, no, I would just tuck in there too that like if if some if you sense that somebody's trying to make you feel guilty about the Civil War, like that's that's not it. I've 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 never been in a conversation with somebody like this where, you know, a a, a black person or a social activist is trying to convince me that I need to feel guilty about slavery. That's not the tip of the spear. The tip of the spear is you must acknowledge the role that slavery played oh, yeah. in shaping our society and recognize that some of those societal ills that came from slavery are still with us today. Acknowledging that yeah. and trying to work against that and, and, and disassemble those systems I, I feel, is not the same uh, yeah. thing as like, you have to feel guilty because 150 years ago, such and such did such and such. I like, feel badly about what happened. I, I can empathize yeah. with, with what happened, but, uh, but, uh, but I don't feel guilty about it because I would have been totally against it and I wasn't a part of it. Hey, we do know that girls play clarinet. A lot yeah. of girls play because one time at band camp. Scoot right, on If the you air. want to join us with a comment, the Oak and Art Jewelers Talk at Sex Friends is 504 <laughs> 260-1870. This was one of the top songs of 2023. Miley Cyrus, Flowers. You know, and if you want to talk about gender-neutral toys, let's talk about the lack of gender-neutral adult toys. 
Because there's a lot more for one gender than there is for another gender. You don't know my life. I'm <laughs> I'm good on the air. We'll be back on WWL. On this day in 1960, the movie Where the Boys Are was released. Uh, this is Connie Francis singing the title song, and she was uh, was in the movie, and it starred uh, uh, Paula Prentice, uh, Frank Gorshin, um, let's see, Yvette Minou, love saying her name, uh, George Hamilton, and let's see... Uh, Dolores Hart and uh, Jim Hutton. They were all in the movie. It was a a coming-of-age movie about some girls from a Midwestern college going to Fort Lauderdale for spring break. And in the 1960s, Fort Lauderdale was like the spot to go to spring break. That's changed since then, but that was the spot. And it was one of the early movies that dealt with um, teenage sexuality. And uh, there was a fear, I think, that one of the girls was was, was pregnant or anyway, there there was sex involved and it's in black and white. I, I remember seeing it. It's a classy movie um, in terms of, um, you know, what it meant to the baby boomer generation, which was coming of age. And the baby boomers really did change the, um, the societal norms when it comes to uh, sexuality. And this movie did reflect, uh, reflect that. I guess it had always gone on, but uh, the baby boomer generation made it a little bit more um, open in in our society so interesting movie in fact uh of all the movies that are like remade that's a movie that could probably be remade today and would be really really good where the boys are showing um the young girls now going to spring break let's go to gretna hey jimmy happy new year welcome to the show yeah man hey look yeah happy late merry christmas happy new year coming up and look, I wanted to let you know the day before you guys uh, did that uh, remote from uh, perfume headquarters, I told Ian I actually got something there for my wife, some perfume last Thursday. So I just oh, nice. missed y'all. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was very nice. She liked it. And uh, yeah, they did a great job and they had a great selection. All right, look, two concert uh, updates. One kind of tied into the uh, Sugar Bowl this weekend. I don't know if you knew, but Third Eye Blind is playing Saturday night with, I think, Ghostland Observatory or some band. I think that's the name of them. Two bands, but Third Eye Blind is the headliner. It's a Texas Longhorns party at Mardi Gras World from 6 to 10. I think it's like $150 a person. And it's only for the – it seems like it's, it's, it's geared towards the Texas fans, not the Washington Huskies, and all those fans are coming into town for the big game Monday. And also, Billy Strings, I don't know if Ian's ever heard of him, He's doing three nights at UNO Lakefront Arena starting tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, Saturday night, and New Year's Eve, he's doing three nights in a row at UNO Lakefront Arena. He's kind of like a new country folk guitarist guy. Okay. And he's pretty cool on the scene. But, yeah, that, that's what's going on. But, yeah, man, great uh, perfume. The wife was happy, <laughs> and, and I'm glad uh, you kind of tipped me off on that place. All right, Jimmy. I appreciate that very much, man. And, and thank you for the information you give us uh, uh, during the year. All right. Um, I, I want to go to break with this song that, that caused a, a lot of uh, controversy. Uh, this is the uh, one of the early versions by Dean Martin and McTina... Martina McBride. Yeah, that's it. Baby, it's cold outside. Just listen to the lyrics as we go to break. Remember, this was a song about date rape. Why? why how can you do this thing to me? Like, leave? I mean, if you really think about it, the guy in this song is kind of pushy. I'm sc- remember, no means no. We'll be back on WWL. This is one of the top songs of 2003. 2000, yeah, 2023, not 2000, 2023. One of the top songs of the year, it's Chapel Roan. The song is called Red Wine Supernova.
I know some of you are going, oh, God, I hate this song. I don't know. It's kind of catchy to me. But this was one of the big songs of the year. I'm Scoot on the air coming up. Uh, we've got still um, a lot more to talk about, and we'll talk about it when we come back. Uh, a lot of states are raising the minimum wage. Is Louisiana on that list? Well, we'll get into that. Hey, retail sales are up 3.1% during the holiday season. Does that mean the economy's good? And Louisiana's got some new laws going into effect. I'm Scoot on the air. Happy New Year. We'll be back on WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.